0: This week, I'm joined by Lou Huff, Tor Cardona, and Charlotte Collins. We love to talk TV on the Sherlock's podcast. We love to talk Netflix. But do you remember the first
1: time you binge-watched a series on Netflix? Mine was Gossip Girl. I was a huge fan when that first came out, and then I revisited it, and it was so brilliant. It really took me back to when I first watched it. I'm on season
2: five currently, having watched it maybe seven thousand times. Yeah. First time round, it was the only show when I was like, whatever, seventeen, that I would put my phone away for. It was so engrossing. And um, I'm, I'm afraid
0: to say I've never watched oh, it. Oh my you would Lord. love it. Is that Have really you watched bad? it? I have. I don't know if I'm just a tiny bit too old for Gossip Girl. Like I just it missed it. I, I tried it, yeah. but it never quite Yeah,
3: yeah. Me, I have to say. The OC was really my thing. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Like me too. Yeah. We oh were oh mad about
0: the OC. God. My husband was mad about the OC. Really- it, Did yeah. anyone watch
2: One Tree Hill as well?
0: That's might no, like my events no. like, no.
2: Yeah. oh my god, uni, that was our big binging. When
1: are they going to be on Netflix, actually? That's Yeah, actually, yeah, that's good so true. When the OC goes on, it will be crazy. I
2: actually still have the box set at home,
3: and I have to put it on So do I. So good. He was your favourite character. Um, I really fancied Ryan He was totally my thing Oh no My yeah, favourite yeah, yeah, yeah. character
0: Was the mum Kristen Was her name Kristen? Yeah oh, no. Kirsten Kirsten. Kirsten No Julie
2: Cooper's a mess She oh, was, was I loved yeah. her it, it was
0: good But I think my The first thing I sort of Ever binged watched Was Sex and the City I mean I think, oh, yeah. I think I'm yeah. the age So yours might be I'm not saying you haven't Watched Sex and the City yeah. Obviously so you mm-hmm. have And you work in fashion But I think for me That was the, the the thing that I look back and just remember watching for hours and hours yeah. on end. Interestingly, looking at this list of the most binge-watch shows, I actually haven't binge-watched any of them. I mean, I've only just finished *Mick Mafia*. I hasten to add. I mean, bearing in mind, when does it finish? Oh, I think Not quite long a long ago. ago.
1: It just felt quite slow, though. Yeah. I
0: liked it. I, know, I liked yeah. it. I thought the last, I thought the last episode was good. Yeah. They've kept it very open. Doubt they're going to make another. But yeah. anyway, I really liked it. But the point is, it's taken me that long to finish *Mick Mafia*. It takes me quite a while to finish things. So all these things, like. Narcos, like House of Cards, like. Oh, on Zee um, Yeah, yeah. I thought you did quite
2: well with Narcos. I thought you were up to date. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. I didn't binge. To me, didn't, binge watching so didn't is like watching it a we weekend because
0: we have children. Yeah, yeah. On mm-hmm. a Saturday mm-hmm. when they sit there for hours and hours. Yeah. And in fact, we went to some friends for lunch yesterday, and everyone was sitting there talking about these shows on Netflix that I'd never heard of. Mm-hmm. Apparently, there's some amazing mafia drama set in. Naples uh, with subtitles. That's completely incredible. Anyway, I need to find out yeah. what it is. I'm really
2: guilty of something that has been coined beige binging, which is like like when you go back and watch gossip Girls. So it's watching really comforting old things. Gilmore that Girls. You lo- yes. I was just about to say. So Gilmore Girls is my ultimate. So whether it's something new or something you've seen before, but just something that's like completely stupid and not very great quality. Mine is Sex and City. Right. It's so what I was it's, it's say, crazy, exactly yeah. and yeah. And beige girls. binging. Beige binging. That's You're what it's called. Something you
0: don't have to concentrate. Exactly. On just like comforting and, yeah. background noise. It's not that I ever yeah.
2: do that, but I like. The Idea of yeah, yeah. that's
0: what I would watch. Um, anything else that you binged on on Netflix other than I Pratt, binged on the affair, but that was on Sky. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah
2: that was that's so cool. good. A few oh, of my George, friends. Oh you love would it. love it. I know,
0: but a few of my friends watched it and said, I'm now really wondering whether my husband's having an affair. Don't watch it, because it just pulls these oh, no. seeds of doubt. No, no, it does
3: it does verge on ridiculous towards the end, but it is yeah. so good. I have to say I
2: didn't oh, watch God. this most recent series because the way the one before that yeah, ended up been like, wow, but, but that
1: was season one is like one of the best seasons
2: of tv yeah that's yeah. amazing I, I think i probably waited. Right. we watched
0: it's the really trailer good. my husband and i watched the trailer yeah. together and we sat there we looked at each other and we were like mm, we're quite happy married <laughs> let's not watch
1: this another one that i had um was the fall oh that was so was good with jamie dawner yeah. yeah that was absolutely incredible yeah. Gillian anderson was so, so good amazing. in that. And that white shirt yeah, yeah. with her swimming oh
0: yes <laughs> i was hearing yesterday from a few people at lunch that they thought season six of homeland set in new york was the best yet. Has anyone seen it? I, haven't I haven't actually not. Yeah,
3: I wrote down Homeland actually because I did love that, but I think it got a bit ridiculous. Well, again. apparently
0: season six set in New York is so brilliant, it's worth getting back into it. So I was quite inspired to do that.
1: Another one that I did binge Which you have spoken about Loads was The Sinner I watched it yeah, yeah. Well. yeah that
0: was great I love The OA
2: I should watch it I don't think anyone was it has It so good it's, like an, it's a bit like Stranger Things It's a bit kind of sci fi But it's about a girl Who went missing When she was a child Comes back like Is reunited with her family And she was blind When she was a child And she's not blind anymore And it's about Trying to piece together What happened to her But it's like The most powerful Eight episodes
0: of TV I've ever watched That mm. sounds really so true. A true story?
2: No 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 It's like completely weird But with Jason Isaacs And it's so good I really recommend it.
0: I think the thing I've got closest to binging on recently, I say recently, not that recently, but is Making a Murderer. I found that really gripping. I was really like desperate to watch the next one after it I, got I really
2: enjoyed it, but it made me feel really sick. Like, I found them so gross that watching it, like, sometimes I was watching it when I was, like, cooking or something and I had to turn off because <laughs> he's just so revolting.
0: Yeah, but I so didn't think he, I so don't think he did it. I can't remember. Did what he do I it? Do we know? No, I don't think he did. Well, uh, no, we don't know. We don't know. He served a long Is he
2: still in prison? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah he is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: I'm yet to watch no. that. Yeah, you should. It's good. The art of conversation is not necessarily something we struggle with at Sherlock's. although whether we're good conversationists or not, I don't know. At a recent parenting event that we ran, one of the speakers said the people that will be the most successful in life are people with soft skills. And you can tick every box in terms of your academic achievements, but actually it's soft skills, eye contacts, making a connection with people, being good at conversation that stand you apart from your peers. But what do you think makes you a good conversationist.
2: I just think I think it's two things I think it's listening
0: so I know a lot of people
2: not naming any names who even if you're talking to them and they seem like they're registering what you're saying there is absolutely no level on which they've taken anything you're saying in so I think actually it's not just looking like you're listening it's actually paying attention Mm -hmm. so you can reference back or ask questions there's nothing worse do you ever find this might be a bit off tangible when you're listening to a radio show or TV and the interviewer asks a question that the person who's speaking has already answered and it makes me Uh, cringe I'm like why weren't you listening oh
0: I'm cringing I think I do that sometimes but sometimes you're thinking ahead of the next thing. Yes. Yeah, and you're trying to think where's it's going to go, and yeah. so you take your arm for yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yes, mm-hmm. it's so true. And then my other thing is people who don't ask questions. That's oh, like my oh massive.
0: God, it's oh, it's exhausting. And then who you sit next yeah. to, it's the worst, yes. isn't it? So, it's is so the worst. It's, and it is. So it does tend to be men. I'm sorry. It just to say.
2: don't you find it just takes its toll so much? If you're, exactly as you say, if you're sat sitting next, stuck sitting next to somebody, yeah, are wedding. just yeah, exactly. On an event, and you are just the one having to like
0: keep asking questions, and they don't ask you anything. It's exhausting. So yeah, that's that's a no no. Someone said to me once you can always find something, you can always find a common interest. You might think you have nothing in common with that person, but if you dig deep enough and you ask enough questions, yeah. it leads you somewhere. Mm. And I, I so believe that. I find, it, I find it very difficult not to find something to talk about with someone.
2: And I think we've said this before, like you've said about having things like the crown up your sleeve. But if yeah. you just kind of make some mental notes of things that are going on, did you watch the BAFTAs last mm. night? Or did you read this article? Whatever it is, you, it's quite easy just to kind of build some ammunition. So even when the kind of yeah. boring stuff runs out, you have stuff to kind of leap off.
3: Um, there was also quite an interesting quote in here that said you should be listening with your eyes as well as your ears, and you know really pay attention on what people say and how they say it. And so often people say, you know, how are you? Oh, I'm fine.
0: Yeah, I'm fine. We all say, yeah, I'm fine, yeah. but actually, you know, think that. actually, are you fine? Yeah, hey, what's what's up? You about? know. I think the hardest thing it's getting the conversation going when you walk into a room and you don't know anyone. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's the hardest thing, isn't it? Once you've been introduced to someone, it's easy, but it's just that. Yeah. It's just that only. You know, we've all been to probably those weddings where it's a bit of a random connection or it's a i don't know there's a reason that you're there but you're yeah. not in their core friendship groups that's the hardest once you sit down to dinner it's always quite easy but it's just initially kind of breaking the ice with someone without being a bit strange yeah.
1: Another bit I thought was really interesting in this article was about how to make an exit. You know, there's nothing worse when you're in a conversation you're thinking, this is dragging, mm-hmm. this is really boring, how am I going out of this? And you can tell when someone is like, oh, I've, I've gotta out. go to the loo, or I'm just gonna get another drink or something. We definitely
0: have certain people who come into the office who quite wanna hang out all day, <laughs> don't they? Yeah. <laughs> like, right, the- come on, time to go, we've gotta get on now. The
1: worst one is at a dinner
3: party that when you're stuck in a bad seat though, that yeah. is my biggest bugbear. Mm-hmm. And, and then, you you can see in another
1: corner someone having a really fun oh, conversation. Oh, that's the worst. And so you keep, <laughs> and you're <laughs> listening.
0: Exactly. I'm so terrible at that. People I know having my I can usually hear my husband having a really good time. I'm like fuck. I got the (laughs) realness. Swap seats. Mm -hmm. Well, let's change the conversation altogether and let's talk about sports because from whiteheads to blackheads, there's something that we all suffer from. From time to shine but how do you deal with them and do you deal with them all in the same way Tor what's your secret weapon when it comes to dealing with spots so
3: I rarely rarely get spots um, but when I do I rely on that origins super spot remover it comes in the tiniest little bottle but it's very potent and just put like a thick layer on and it completely dries up your skin like your spot.
1: And at what point would you put it on, like, once it's fully erupted? Once you get a little little The mi- the minute
3: you sense something's there. Okay. Yeah. I
0: find I find a witch hazel stick I thought yeah. that's yeah, really good. Yeah. yeah. The blue ones. Yeah. They're a bit cheaper than the origins. Yeah. Um, but I find that really
1: effective as well.
3: Yeah. And
0: pseudocrime is really good as well. Um Is Toothpaste a myth?
3: Toothpaces,
1: that again, it's just because it's going to dry up your skin. Oh, um, okay. But yeah, I wouldn't put toothpaste on your face. Oh God, a, a horror story. When I was at school, that rumour obviously went round. I, I don't what, think it is a rumour. Well, one guy literally covered his face in it and then came back and his face had like burnt. Basically, <gasps> it was terrible. Oh my God. Yeah, really bad. So I'm sure it's like the odd little spot. I don't think yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of full coverage. Face mask
3: of toothpaste. <laughs> it's not the one. Um,
0: in, in this piece, I really like the point that said when it comes to angry red spots, Always treat them with kindness. I just thought that was kind of good, quiet, just a good thing to be mindful of. I mean, I have to talk about the Sheerluck's live episode. I'm looking at you, Rich, standing there filming for behind the scenes, um, before Christmas when I had a spot. Well, in fact, I thought it was a spot on my nose, which isn't small, and I absolutely attacked it. I have so learnt my lesson. I basically ended up with a kind of trench, I suppose, (laughs) 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 that then scabbed over. We were filming for Jane Malone the next day and I literally woke up with this massive scab on my nose. And Rich then... um, pointed it out on camera and told me that it was not possible to airbrush it out and I had this mess
1: and I think I really learned my lesson so it wasn't the spot in the first place I, I don't
0: I don't know what it was a but I tried maybe. to sort of dig <laughs> something out <laughs> anyway it was such a mistake and I now have to be really disciplined with myself mm. especially when we're filming behind the scenes like yeah. you cannot pick your face never you touch your face every single day never so touch I just face. thought that was really good like that good advice. behind your spot yeah
3: mm-hmm. and and if you know if that does happen there's the most amazing concealer actually called cool, amazing concealer <laughs> so out for me, my favourite word is amazing. It's called Amazing Cosmetics, Amazing Concealer
2: it's
0: not the amazing. best they could
2: come up with <laughs> but it really
3: is amazing it's really thick but without looking too cakey and it's brilliant I really recommend it to anyone who suffers from acne scars or spots or rosacea or anything it's really good
0: and what about blackheads any tips for dealing with blackheads or preventing blackheads are you just some people are just more prone to them than others yeah
3: some people are more prone than others um, I think if you do suffer from them it's quite important to use some acid toner
0: um, to keep your pores clean it, I was interested that it said clay masks clay masks work wonders great. to put out mm-hmm. excess dirt and impurities mm. I
2: like clay masks yeah, yeah I like
0: a clay Mask yeah. my boyfriend, he wrote
3: this, does matter. He's got really <laughs> bad black hairs, and I always wanted to buy him one of those masks you see on Facebook. Where you put it on and, it, oh, and, and
0: it then you peel the one off, one you know,
3: off your skin, though oh, oh,
0: they like really rip, rip your skin off,
3: rip all the oil mm. off,
0: rip the top layer off. Mm. And what about covering up really bad spots? Sometimes you just make them worse when you put, I mean, what do you do?
3: I think it really depends on what kind of spot it is. Um, if you're, you know, kind of all over spots, quite bad acne, a green primer is really good because um, it will help to counteract any redness. I use one often um, for my redness. But that amazing concealer is great. Highly recommend that. Um, also, Laura Mercier's Secret Camouflage is really good. And it has two shades, so you can, like, blend your spot. <laughs>
0: blend your spot, great. Well, they can, look, <laughs> no you, they can look still look very raised, yes. you know. Oh, I see. So you're sort of, yeah, of 2-D creating a shadow. Yeah. yeah, okay. okay. It's great. And whiteheads... Just to, to squeeze or not them. to squeeze? To not to squeeze. It. How can you, you, know. you possibly Where sit in front of someone? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to me, that's about manners. the most...
2: Yeah. <laughs> 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 it what did no? you say? I said it bad manners. I agree. <laughs> Disgusting. I, love I don't it. want to sit and look at somebody's wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no thanks.
0: No, I'm really really i really don't. So so <laughs> I just like it. I like that it's True. bad balance, <laughs> it is. not just squeeze of white Yeah, just make sure. Because you just, you just sit there and you can't yeah. not look at it, mm-hmm. can you? It's I like if you notice someone I with a dirty ear on the tube. Oh. Or oh. oh. well, dirty nails I, oh, nails. I have to stop oh, myself looking in people's ears on the tube, because I can't then stop looking at But I also have a bit of form in the back of my Yeah, it just sits right
1: here. I always heard it's the traffic light system, so if it's red, don't touch it, like orangey, leave it. If it's like white or green, then, you know, get rid of it. Oh. Mm, green. I mean if it was it's green. <laughs> yeah. You've got a orange. Help. I like
0: it. Well it says if you do have a whitehead, then treat it with a retinal cream. And if you really can't resist, apply a warm flannel to the area before using a cotton bud to very gently apply pressure to one side of the whitehead. Anyway. Pop it. Pop it. <laughs> we recently wrote a piece on 2018's hottest holiday destinations. They included the Hoxton. In Amsterdam, which I've heard is a great new hotel. Mendoza in Argentina, Charlotte, I know you've just been there. Mm -hmm. Porto in Puglia and Seoul in South Korea. But where has everyone got planned to go this year? And how far in advance do you plan your holidays? Do you get to the beginning of the year and plan
1: the year? Or do you take it season by season? What's your approach, Lou? I really like to have something to work towards. So I feel uncomfortable if I haven't got holiday booked that I know I'm I'm kind of aiming for. So we're hoping to go to Formantera this summer. It's kind of been on our hot list for ages um, and I've had amazing, amazing things. Have you ever been there? I've been for the day. Have you? I haven't. For yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, me too. Really
0: I, I think it's supposed to be great. Everyone yeah. says go to Ibiza and then go to Formaterra yeah. afterwards to recharge. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, I think we're
1: going to try and, try and do both. But yeah, that's been on our list. But I just think it's so important to have something to look forward to. Everyone works so hard so I think it's good to have a holiday on the pipeline. I so agree. And will you
0: go in July, August? I'm interested, like for us now with children we have to go in the school holidays.
1: Do you avoid the school holidays yeah, like the plague? Yeah, we would. Um And I, I actually really like a British summer when Me it's too. good. So I quite like being in england around. i'm with you i always it's
0: think it's the one list. time of year where we yeah. hopefully actually have some nice weather and london's quite quiet
1: it's quite nice to be exactly. around exactly um, and you can make the most of weekends and kind of go away for a little week so breaks. fabulous
2: norwegian airlines is now flying to Parma. i don't know about malaga what do you i know yeah, but
0: half the price is it really that much
2: cheaper? it was half the price of the EasyJet flights and what about new york so
0: norwegian airlines people listening norwegian airlines is now offering flights to some amazing destinations around the world at kind of really rock bottom prices. Do we know what it does to the cost of a flight to New
2: York? You can fly for like 270, I think, Sam something like that. Yeah, yeah.
1: All, all the planes are news, it's really nice. But I think that's depending on the time, like um, a friend got married in New York last summer, and there was a big group of us that were trying to book our flights, and it was basically, the timings were either Norwegian or Virgin or BA, and actually, because of the time we were traveling, they were all pretty much the same price, so I was mm, like, I'm um, gonna be paying that much anyway. I'd rather go, Virgin.
0: And is it no frills? Do you get a TV? Yeah. Are there any? Are there any crew? Cabin <laughs> <Kevin> crew? No, <laughs> are you fending for yourself? Apparently, when it's
3: when you um, there's no food trolley or drinks, but you have um on your screen and you swipe a card, so if you want to get like a diet coke. Then you just swipe a card and then they come down and bring to you. I have to you. say, I think
2: that's much more civilized than the old-fashioned trolley dolly. Yeah, it takes, takes hours.
3: Yeah, yeah. it does. Mm. At uh, all So where's on your list To go this year um, I just went skiing Which has really Kind of really blew the budget So I'm watching The pennies now a bit
2: Charlotte but I actually like to plan Really far in advance So I'm already thinking 2019 Where do I want to go Ben has to take A compulsory two week break Every year for, for work So that's quite a good Opportunity for us To like take somewhere Really big off the list Every year So I, I want to do Charleston and Savannah Next amazing, Maybe yeah. next April Yeah, yeah, yeah That's really big amazing. on my list Yeah So Charleston and Savannah For two weeks But yeah I mean By the time you want to Fit something like that yeah. in Exactly that yeah, We're right. looking at going to Canada kind of in December, January. So, yeah. That's nice. That's true. Yeah, you do. Yeah. I
0: think the- Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices.
3: It's like longer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you do need to plan ahead, don't you?
1: And it does work out with the price as well because, you know, these trips can be very, very expensive. So I think if you can kind of pay for as much of it in advance and then sort of in bits, then that's the time. Yeah, absolutely.
2: And it gives you time to save for the spending money as well.
0: Well, on that note, did you know that one in five of us unintentionally spend up to £20 on a single alcoholic drink when we're abroad? It's one of the many factors set to contribute to nine in ten Brits overspending on their holidays this year, according to a recent poll. How do you budget when you go on holiday? There is something a bit monopoly money about it. There's something about going to the airport. I don't know what it is, like a race to spend money. And by the time you've been to WH
1: Smith's Boots, Duty Free, I mean, you can just rack up a huge amount. I think you just have to set yourself a budget at the beginning, kind of have a set. We normally set aside like how much we're probably going to spend per day. Do you work it out? Do you sit yeah, down and go? Yeah, we work it out beforehand. Um, and then anything that we will kind of overspend on one day, we then have less for the next day. So it kind of works out in a balance in that way.
0: I think that's really important when you cost a holiday. It's not just the flights and the yeah. hotel. Um, but you know, you've got to think what it costs when you get there. Yeah. I always remember the days when everyone, this is kind of, a decade ago, over a decade ago, was going to Egypt because, I mean, they were giving away seven nights, five-star, on averted commas, and flights for about 350 quid. And it was really cheap to go to the Four Seasons in, where would it have been? Sharm el Sheik, or something, yeah. we there, or something like that. Sharm or Tarba Heights, or something like that. And I remember friends going and being completely horrified when they, you know, they were kind of in their mid-twenties. Yeah. I thought, my God, this is an amazing deal. And then they got to the Four Seasons and they were like, fuck, I went to mm-hmm. the Four Seasons. And mm-hmm. it's seriously expensive. Mm-hmm. So you really do need to factor those yeah. things yes, in. Yeah, you? well,
3: I felt the same when I went to Dubai for that wedding in yes. May. And yeah, the flights were really cheap, great deal on the hotel. And the minute you get there, like, a yeah. glass of wine was like 25 pounds, mm-hmm. G&T 30 pounds, like it was ridiculous. Yeah.
1: Another thing to remember if you go to America is the
3: tipping
0: at- yeah. oh, oh my, my God, God, New York. <gasps> that makes such a
2: difference. New York is a killer. It's the worst of anywhere in the States yeah. for that. And it's, yeah.
3: So it could be like thirty, yeah. yeah, yeah, minimum
2: twenty. Yeah,
1: then they'll kind of chase you down the road if you haven't given that. Yeah, that's so true.
2: Well, I have a really good tip for people on holiday. We've just started using something called Revolut, which is it's kind of like a bank. which is nodding, and it basically not only it stops you having to pay fees. So you know, on a credit card, if you p- use it abroad, then obviously you're, you're paying extra. So this waivers any. What are they called? Transaction Trans- fees. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. it wavers any transaction fees. And additionally, it gives you the best possible exchange rate. So when we were in Argentina, um, the exchange rate could have been anything between 23 to 1 and 27 to 1. Amex was offering like 23, but Revolut was 27. So we got way more for our money. So seriously, amazing. it's amazing. Oh. I can't recommend it enough. Yeah, that's a really good tip. What,
1: what is it? That, it's, so they're kind it?
2: of a bank. They're basically a bank. It's a card. Look, Richard's showing you one. There you go. Okay. And it's exactly. It exa- founded through MasterCard, so it works exactly as a normal that's credit true. card. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just it's just a really kind of efficient way of spending your money on holiday. Well,
0: my accountant husband has, yeah, he has a similar method. He preloads credit cards, which get you the best rate before we go away. He will always say pay in the local currency. I remember being on holiday with friends and we were in the supermarket and my friend was accepting to pay in British pounds. And he was like, what are you doing? Always pay in the local currency, so I know those things. They kind of seem small fry, but actually, it really makes difference.
2: So the other thing you can do is, is actually look up on something like Money Saving Expert which of the kind of bureau du change in London or wherever you live has the best exchange rate, and then you can go and you yeah. can you can literally put in like you know your postcode yeah. and go
0: and, and I again, actually do that again. My my accountant. Yeah, it's accountant, so he's worth it. It's so yeah. worth it, especially yeah. now with the euros. She's mm-hmm. Never, never, so never, so never, shipped never shipped. change your money at the airport. It's mm-hmm. not the worst yeah. rate you will ever get, yeah. but it's amazing. We how that. many oh, people do? Absolute shocker. I mean, my husband would practically change flight so that he could not <laughs> change his money um the other thing is and this is a really small thing but if you're anything like me you like a few drinks in the evening we will always buy booze and duty free we always buy a couple of bottles of champagne at least a liter of gin and i mean we've been to some really nice hotels over the years but my husband will always go on to Tripadvisor and find out where there's a local supermarket and we will always have to stop on the way from the airport or the minute we get there we have to i remember going to Mauritius on our honeymoon and we got there. The first thing we did was leave the hotel. You don't really leave the hotel in Mauritius. <laughs> Where did you go? We <laughs> found some like shitty supermarket. I mean it was so revolting, but we got loads of tonic. But <laughs> actually, you know, if you have a, I, I like a couple of drinks every night before dinner, that's just yeah. so much you're saving a fortune. Yeah, so, so that's yeah, such a so good so point. And like and nuts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was about to say Chris and Chocolate. In Cyprus yeah. like, yeah. yeah, In yeah, yeah. Cyprus, there's a hotel we've been to. I mean we traipsed through the grotty bit of the town to get to the supermarket and like stocked up on nuts and fruit and tonic water but it really saves
3: you a fortune Mm -hmm. and when we go to Spain I do the same with Carver a really nice bottle of Carver like six
0: seven euros like delicious yeah Yeah, especially if you've got a terrace and don't get me wrong I love going to a hotel bar in the evening but if you've got a nice terrace when you get back in you know get back from the pool and I so agree oh I wanna go away now on that note travel 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 is one Of the 30 things to do before you're 30, as well as buy a house, have a baby, become the boss, uh, these are all things that apparently you need to try and achieve before you hit the age of 30. I have to say, I've done quite a lot of these things on the list. I don't want to sound smug. Had you done them all before
1: you're 30? Uh, possibly not. I think actually, this Lou, because you, you're old and you've just been 30. I've just done How 13. many of these have you done? And well, We spoke about this briefly on Facebook Live, and um, a couple of years ago, my mum and I went to Italy, and we both wrote lists—one before I was 30, one before she was um, 60—on a little napkin in 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 this restaurant. Um, And I did a few of them, but kind of from looking through this, actually, I think there's really no age limit to this. I think they're just yeah really nice points to live by. I don't think there's really an age limit to this.
0: Well, I'll read out a few of the others. They were fall in love, start a pension, and a savings account. Find a cause you believe in, learn a new language, live in another city, take risks, discover your passions, start looking after your skin, learn how to apologise, I'm still working on that one, and get a tattoo, that's the one I haven't done, <laughs> I'm working on it. Um, Tor, Charlotte, what haven't you done that's on that list that you've oh, got a burning desire to do? Get a pet. That's yeah, I, I want
2: to do oh. a dog. really want a cat. Oh, God we're so lame, dog. Is that all we've got? No. Well, oh, well done you if that's all you've
0: well, got. Well,
2: it's, it's not that I've done everything on this list, but for me, it's more, It's more, I suppose, the emotional things that are important to do. But I agree with you, Lou, there's no kind of time limit on, on getting a tattoo or whatever, living in a house share or something. I don't know, getting a tattoo at 50 isn't great. People is do it? it, they don't, <laughs> they? Um, but it's more things like, you know, take risks and figure out your priorities. It's those kind of things, I think, that are more important, the things that kind of help you figure feel more
0: are they not a bit wishy-washy though figure out your priorities
3: I also thinking like spending quality time with your friends I've really made an effort over the last few years well 18 months even to really like not ditch some friends but I've really kind of what's the word cut the deadwood yeah and like honed in on the ones I really love and really made an effort with
0: them someone said this to me once that yeah you you get to your sort of 30s and actually you do need to cut the deadwood and you meet people when you're kind of at university or in your early 20s, and actually, you change a lot in that time, and therefore, it's right that your friends change. And actually, it's okay to say my time is precious and I want to see the people that I enjoy seeing. So, there you go, that's
2: part of figuring out your priorities. Yeah, so, that's, that's just
0: okay okay, right, okay, okay, point to you.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but it is weird, I always thought I'd have a baby by the time I was 30, like when I was younger. Yeah,
0: it's really, I, I agree,
2: it's really weird how you grow up so and you weird. But I think there's a what shift in, you know, there's a
0: cultural yes, shift. Yes, when yeah, we were younger,
2: in, 30 year olds had babies or 29 year olds, yeah, were less so from now. now. Yeah,
0: yeah older. of course. Yeah. Because there was that piece in the Times recently that everyone's been talking about on what the best age was to do everything. And I think it said exactly. having a baby yeah. was, what, 32 or something? 31, because I remember thinking it was very close. <laughs> <laughs> 31 Have a baby, it's not Botox at 30. 38. 38! I getting a nanny. Um what else
3: did I it say? Have the
0: best sex at
2: 65. 65. 66 you'll have your best sex. That's quite said. promising, I think. So, you know, you'll get worried about getting older. There you go. something to look like,
3: oh What's 30 more years <laughs> of sex. Sex.
0: <laughs> <laughs> But yes, I think I think it's really good to just even just to look at these lists and go, actually, I've achieved quite a lot. Yeah, you know, I, yeah I think it's so true. we're all so hard on ourselves all the time. And actually, if you go down that list and think, oh yeah, I've done quite a lot of those, it makes you feel quite good. Anyway, that was it. Check it out on the site if you missed it. And if you haven't paid off your credit card bill, <laughs> do it. <laughs> Sunday Roasts. We recently ran a piece on the best Sunday roast in London. Because Sundays are made for lazy afternoons in the pub apparently. How do you feel about Sunday roast? How do you feel about going out for a Sunday roast? I, I love the idea of a really nice meal, whether it's with friends or family on a Sunday. Personally, I hate the feeling after a Sunday roast. I've said it before. I hate that kind of I've eaten so much. I can't have any supper. I feel really robbed of a <laughs> meal. I, I like to eat in the evening as it's quite boring. Are you big Sunday roast people? Do you like going out for a Sunday roast? Is it a big part of your
1: childhood? When I was growing up, a Sunday roast was kind of a real ritual. It was the mm-hmm. time we kind of, we all sat around the table as a family um, and we'd often like go for a walk, I think just before. And it was always really lovely. But now I wouldn't do it at all. And I certainly don't think I would go to a pub. I think I would think, how am I going to get home after this? You can't kind of roll onto the sofa <laughs> straight <laughs> after you've got to a commute after back, on the way back. Um, but no, it definitely, a Sunday roast definitely holds a very special place in my heart, as my, in my childhood but I prefer a Saturday barbecue in the summer. Oh definitely. yeah, mm-hmm. for sure, for sure.
3: Also for me, I think going out for a roast, I just think it's really gross. It's all reheated. Yeah. I just, I'm not a fan. I, I actually, I don't mind a roast, but it has to be done like properly, amazingly at yeah, like
0: home by my mum. But, but by your mum? I mean, I'm at the age now where I think, oh, should I be cooking a roast? And I'm like oh, the washing up. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm thinking about the washing up before I finish the food on my plate. Like, you know, A, I'm thinking I'm gonna feel like shit tonight because I've eaten so much. And B, I'm going to have to spend the rest of the day with my house in the sink.
3: Often on a Sunday, me and my boyfriend, just the two of us, will cook, like, a chicken and do, like, an alternative roast. And then you've got it for the week. So you can have, like, a roast chicken, but you don't have
0: to have, like, all the trimmings. Yeah. Or do, like, a nice leg of lamb, and then you've got the leftovers. I'm with you, you know, like, a, a roast. We went to some friends for lunch yesterday, and she did a chicken tray bait with chorizo, and it was delicious. And then she had a really nice salad with avo. And the beetroot yeah, thing, and I was like, I said to her afterwards, I was like, I'm so happy. Thank you for not <laughs> cooking a roast because I don't feel really gross now. And actually, looking around, there were definitely not as many pots and pans. Yeah, so,
3: yeah. Also, for like, if you if you are hosting a roast, is the worst because it all happens at the last minute. At the timing. Yeah, Whereas a tra- something like a tray bag is easy. Just but I do out. love
0: going out for lunch on a Sunday. There's something quite nice. Yeah, it's that? definitely a treat, isn't it, Charlotte? Mm-hmm. You're Jewish. Well, what yeah, do you do?
2: Like, I don't know if I've mentioned this, but I'm Jewish. <laughs> so, so, for me, it's the, like Sunday roast is just like never a thing. It's it's just not part of Jewish culture. It's, the Friday night is like the equivalent. You have your your kind of Family time together. And what so, do we eat on a Friday night? It would I mean, the tradition traditional roast chicken, roast potatoes, <laughs> <roast> chicken <laughs> soup. Yeah, I mean, it's so boring. But so, but actually, now I've now I'm growing up. It's it's the opposite. My friends and I absolutely love going for a Sunday roast. I, not, in, I don't know how to describe it. Somewhere where I can pitch up, have like fifteen bloody Marys and some Scotch eggs. I'm with you on the bloody like, Marys. I love that. I mean, it's so again, maybe it's because we didn't grow up with it, but that's become like a real cultural thing amongst me and my friends now. Particularly if you're hungover, I can't. I agree with you. I do, I don't love that food it's not that I love roast meat in Yorkshire so much but it's something about like all the trimmings and maybe it's maybe I just like Bloody Marys I don't know but, but that, yeah the whole it's is, the whole setup that I love is that just going out for a nice long lunch on a Sunday yes but it's but like I wouldn't it's it's not the same as going out for sushi or no. for pasta it's just not it's a different it's not
0: just going out for lunch it's I quite like, like to go to a pub and mm. have the Bloody Marys but I just might order a fish cake and roast. let's finish with some fashion Fans of Marge and Sandro will apparently easily be seduced by Claudie Pierlo. the Parisian label taking French girl style up a notch. But is it? What do you think of Claudie Pierlo? I've definitely noticed a few more stores opening lately. Are you fans? We've got our head of fashion and our fashion editor in the room. What are your takes on Claudie Piello? I love
2: it. I think it's so sweet. I I loved it more when it was more under the radar. So it used to be that everybody knew Sandro and Marge, and then there was kind of this little secret Claudie. And particularly when I lived in Paris, it's like just, you know, it's dreamy French girl stuff. Um, It's quite expensive. I suppose that's my only caveat that, you know, you're paying. I think you're paying more there than you are at Marge and Sandro, actually. Yeah, I think
0: you are. I mean, I've got a couple of things in front of me, and it says a top 209. You quite often get a top for more like 150, I would say and Sandro Marge.
2: yeah agreed but that doesn't mean that if you know if you're looking to invest they haven't got some really lovely pretty separates and everything's just kind of cool with a bit of a twist isn't it something like a I frill or... I, I, yeah, I like it sure. but I,
0: I don't think it's that
1: cool I, I to me it doesn't come close to Sandro same I, I absolutely love Sandro um and for me, yellow is just a little bit too girly and feminine. Often I'll kind of pick up a jumper and be like, oh, that's really nice. And then I'll turn it around. It's got a huge big bow on the back of oh, it. Oh, I quite like that. And things, so so it's, it's just, it's not really my personal style. It's a little bit too girly for me. Sandro's up there. My yeah,
2: bow. I agree Sandro's cooler, but I find Marge a bit wet as well, so.
1: Yeah, I, I don't, I feel like I can go into Sandro.
0: I had to wear something for a shoot the other day. And I was like, shit, I've got no time. Where can I go? And I... Just I kn- knew that if I went straight to Sandra, I kind of bore myself sometimes that I go in there so often, but it's kind of the store that like, I can go into and I no, know I to come out with stuff. No, I wouldn't agree. always say that about Marge yeah. Yeah. and I definitely wouldn't say that about Claudie Piano.
2: Well, I'm a coupons girl anyway.
0: Yeah, Don't cool. Well. I like coupons on other people. I think it's a bit too edgy for me. On the topic of edgy, trends that at first can seem edgy have a habit of going mainstream. And right now, extended cat-eye sunglasses... By that, I mean the ones with the corner flicked, which is a bit more pronounced, and the round shape, distinctly more narrow. Uh, And right now, they are dividing opinions. Where do we stand? Where do I say, where do we? I know where I stand. I don't like them at all. Lou, Charlotte, tall. Would you tall. ever wear these? I I would pay to see you in a pair of these. I think they're quite would cool.
2: Would you wear a pair? I have I a pair. Quite Can cool. I just say, I bought mine in June last year. Of course you did, Charlotte. Yeah. That's why you're a
3: Well, ahead of this friend. They remind me slightly of um, pink ladies from Green. Yes. yes.
0: But that's so cool. Who yeah. would want to be a pink oh, lady? Oh, they don't look good on anybody. If you're listening, don't be conned. <laughs> on social media, they are a terrible look. Even Lucy Williams, who is one of our favourite fashion influences at Sherlocks, I think, can look better in a pair of sunglasses than she does in these. And she lives in these right now and they're obviously very now and that's her job to be current. But yeah, I think we can all look better in our sunglasses. Yeah,
2: they're certainly not the most flattering, I agree with you, but a lot of trends aren't and does that I think mean you should No it them? doesn't. And I think if something's gonna make you you know your highlight bits of your body you don't like or something that's one thing but just adding a pair of sunglasses you know for a bit of cool effect you can buy
1: them for like 15 quid so i think why not if you just want to nod to the trend. i think they're cool i think they look they look cool in the right person it depends on your face shape they would look absolutely terrible on me but i think they're really cool and they're a bit fun and like sunglasses i think are quite a cheap trend to be able to invest in and have a play around with. yeah i so, agree i agree not have a go
0: and if you're going to have a go i would head to zara or to Topshop, where they are under 20 pounds because if you ask me this is not, not something, something that's <laughs> going to stick around <laughs> <laughs> and on that note that's it for this week if you enjoyed that then do please rate review and subscribe on itunes it really 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 does help other people find our podcast and if you have any feedback then do email
1: podcast at see you
0: next week bye bye